Imagine the opportunity young people have to be able to share their faith because they're young in their manner of living, not preaching. Where people ask you, hey man, what's, what do you have that I don't have? Number one, I don't have religion. I have a personal love relationship with Christ. That's what gets people. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. We're glad you've joined us today for our continued focus on the spiritual legacy left to us by biblical believers. Today, Raul will draw from the Apostle Paul's passionate example to encourage us in boldly living out the gospel. We'll see that no matter how long we've walked with the Lord or what phase of life we're in, we're called to represent Christ and share His saving love with others. Here's Raul Reese now with today's lesson. This morning, if you have your Bible, turn to Romans chapter 1, and we're going to be dealing with verse 5 through 7. And the title of my message is Paul's Wisdom and Instruction. Let me uh, go back and read from verse 1 so we can get the full meaning. He says, Paul... A bondservant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God, which he promised before through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who was born of the seed of David according to the flesh and declared to be the son of God, with power according to the spirit of holiness, by the resurrection from the dead, Through him we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name, among whom you also are the call of Jesus Christ. To all who are in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Paul the Apostle here in these verses now continues now in the letter because he wants us to understand the declaration. In that declaration, he makes it the Son of God, that Jesus is the Christ and our Lord and our Savior. And Jesus Christ, the promised Messiah, that would come in God's anointed Redeemer, which he did previously. Before Paul was ever saved, and when Paul was saved, it's because he heard the gospel of Jesus Christ on his way to Damascus when he was going to persecute the church. But Paul came in contact with Jesus. He was confronted by Jesus. So let's go back for a second to verse 5. He says, through him we have received grace, apostleship, for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name, among whom you also are called of Jesus Christ to all who are in Rome. Beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So Paul's apostleship here, as we have seen here, was his position and privilege and responsibility to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Think of the responsibility in the privilege that each one of us individually has been given by God. 
to proclaim the gospel. But before we can proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, we have to live by the gospel in order for people to believe the gospel. That's real important. One of the problems today is because the church is not really living by the gospel, then people can believe the gospel. And we need to understand that we are living in the last days. And that apostleship here means one to be sent out. There are no apostles today. But the apostle here meant what he said. We see him here in Romans as now point number one. Let's look at verse five. The believer's mission. The believer's mission. Do you know your mission? Do I know my mission that has been given to me? Because he says our mission, through him we have received grace. Our mission is to take the grace that God has given to us. And through our lives, people will be saved by the grace of God. The grace of God, he says, an apostleship. The apostleship is to what? To be sent. But we are going to be sent for obedience to the faith. Among all nations in his name. Not among, notice, Diamond Bar. Among the nations of the world for his name. So Paul had received God's grace and God's mission. He was not only an apostle of Jesus Christ, but he came through the grace of God. Because grace comes only when a person is repentive. He gets rid of sin and receives by faith the grace of God, forgiveness of their sins. And by the work of atonement, the work of being atoned by Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, for what he did for us. That is so important. And then obedient to the faith. It refers to the doctrine and belief that we are learning, that we're believing in. Are we really believing in Jesus Christ? Do we believe in the grace of God and the peace of God? Do we believe that God can do tremendous miracles and wonders? Second point, verse 6. Among whom you also are called of Jesus Christ. Notice, Paul acknowledged here the enslavement of other people to Jesus Christ. He was a slave. Paul the Apostle. Here are six things about believers. Number one, believers are what? The call of Jesus Christ. Called by who? Jesus Christ. We're not called by anybody else. We're called by Jesus Christ. I remember when I got saved, I didn't know nothing about the Bible. I didn't know anything about calling and all these things that he's talking about. But somehow, deep within my heart, in the next couple of days and weeks, I wasn't the same person. I had something within me that was speaking to my heart, and I started having a burden for high schools. But I didn't understand that God was calling me to high schools to preach the gospel. When you could do that, you can't do that today. I went to seven high schools. It's incredible. And here Paul the Apostle says, believers that are called by Jesus Christ. And every one of us are called, maybe you're called at work, not to preach, but to live the life, each one of us. But think of the calling that God has given to you and to me. When I was called, and then I began to develop and grow through the Word of God, then the vision and the call of God became more clear in my life. 
more clear because I was fighting God. I didn't want to be a pastor. But it was so cool because it took time. And then God, when I surrendered everything, he gave it all back to me. Secondly, believers are called to do what? To be saved. Every one of us are called to be saved. God calls everybody in the world to be saved. He's given us a will to say yes, to say no. You can't force your mom, your dead brother, sister, whoever it is. You really just got to pray for people. And I told you before, the best witness is your life and my life. The way we behave, the way we do things. Thirdly, believers are called to a mission. We have a mission, a task for Jesus Christ. Then Jesus said to them again, peace be unto you. He says, as my Father has sent me, even so, here's the mission, I send you. I don't know where God's going to send you. I know where God sent me. Imagine the opportunity young people have, not only to be in high school or junior high school or college, to be able to share their faith because they're young. In their manner of living, not preaching, where people ask him, hey man, what's, what do you have that I don't have? Number one, I don't have religion. I have a personal love relationship with Christ. That's what gets people. Matthew twenty twenty eight says, Jesus, even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered to, But to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. This is the purpose Jesus Christ came. To give himself so that we could be what? Send out on our mission. How about fourthly, believers are beloved of God. Count it precious. Dear unto him. Deeply in love with us. Are we deeply in love with him? Do we really love him? Do we really care about pleasing him? Jeremiah 31, 3 says, The Lord had appeared of all unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn you. Notice this. I have drawn you with my love. And I already read John three sixteen. How about John sixteen twenty seven? For the Father himself loves you. Because you have loved me and have believed that I came out from God. Now, check this out. Because you have loved me. Do you really love Jesus? Because if you love Jesus, notice, and have believed that I came out of God, then Jesus, what? Loves us. The Father himself loved you because we have loved Jesus and have believed that he came from God. Romans 5, 8. But God demonstrates his own love towards us. Notice. And that while we were still sinners, Christ died for me and Christ died for us. For each one of us individually. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. For resources to help you point others to Christ through the witness of your life, visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165. You can also catch Straight Talk with Rawl on his YouTube channel, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. West Coast time. Let's continue now with the final part of our study today, Paul's Wisdom and Instruction. Ephesians 2, 4, 5 says, But God who is rich in mercy... 
for his great love and where he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, had quickened us together with Christ. Did you know the love of Christ is even to the non-believer? He loves them. He loves them so much that he gives them opportunity like he did to us to come to know him. To know his love, to know his grace, to know his mercies. And there would come to a time where we bow our knees before him and we use our tongue to confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. King of kings and Lord of lords. Jesus. And then I like the fifth thing here. Believers are called to be saints. Notice not a statue, a saint. But a hagios, one that is separated to God. One that has been called to be separated, each one of us individually. First Peter 1.15 says, But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all of your manner of living. Because it is written, Be you holy, for I am holy. The word separated, holy. Holy to be separated so that God can use my life. And then six, believers are recipients of God's grace and peace. I like that. Titus 3, 4 through 7. But after the kindness and the love of God, our Savior toward men appeared. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done. But according to His mercy, He saved us. By the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which He shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that being justified by His grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Isn't that amazing? Third point, verse 7. Believers' blessings. To all who are in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints. Grace to you, peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, he'd never been to Rome. I don't know if you've ever been to Rome, but Rome is quite a place. When you go to the Colosseum, when you go to all those historical places, imagine Paul walking into this huge city like New York City. Never been there. He's used to little cities. And walking into Rome and standing there, not impressed by the buildings, but impressed by those that are lost. But Paul the Apostle had a message. A message was burning in his heart. I like that. Burning in my heart. Burning in your heart. That truly we have been saved from by the power of the Holy Spirit. That among countless gracious privileges have been given to us through the good news of Jesus Christ by becoming his beloved and being the call once and are being what? His saints, his separated ones, hagios. The ones that are supposed to be separated to be in love with Jesus Christ. To me, it's so awesome, Paul here, addressing all his fellow believers, all his fellow believers in Rome. And be loved of God. That's why Paul went. To go to the church. He didn't go on a vacation. He didn't go on a tour. He went to a place where one day he was going to die in Rome. He was going to be beheaded. You think he cared? He did not care. He spent two years in Rome in prison. And according to the scriptures we see. 
that it was God's gracious love, like with us, and God's gracious mercy that is given to Paul as it is given to you and given to myself and to my family. We can trust the scriptures. We can trust God's grace given to us because we live a life of what? Two F's, not the first F, feelings, faith, by faith. Someone came to me the other day. He says, man, I don't feel anything. Hey, welcome to the club. I don't feel the Holy Spirit all the time. Oh, man, I feel him so much. Yes, there are times when I'm worshiping and the Holy Spirit's presence over my life and I can't help but to weep because of his presence. But the majority of us here, we live by faith. There's no feeling. When you first come to the Lord, that's exciting. But he makes us know that he's there. And then as you begin to get into the word of God and you begin to learn about the grace of God and the peace of God, in the mercies of God, then you become one that begins to walk by faith and lives by faith. David says in Psalm 25, 6, he says, Remember, O Lord, your tender mercies and your loving kindness, for they are from old. Do not remember the sins of my youth, nor my transgressions. According to your mercy, remember me. For your goodness sake, O Lord, I mean, isn't that wonderful what David is saying here? These are prayers that David prays. Our prayers, like David's prayers, remember me, O Lord, your tender mercies and your loving kindness. For they are from old. Do not remember the sins of my youth when I was young. Nor my transgressions according to your mercy. Remember me for your goodness sake, O Lord. Because the youth, when we are in our youth, we do so many stupid things. And sometimes even grown-ups that never grew up, they do stupid things. And here the psalmist is covering that. For he says from old, do not remember the sins, plural, of my youth, nor my transgressions, the missing of the mark, and willful sinning against God. Transgression. Willful sinning against God. Psalm 26, 3. For your loving kindness is before my eyes. And I have walked in your truth. Psalm 36, 7. How precious is your loving kindness, O God. Imagine that. His loving kindness that he has for each one of us individually. He says, again, because what he's done for us, yes. So therefore the children of men put their trust, as we put our trust under the shadow of his wings. Think about that, under the shadow of his wings. So those who have come to Jesus Christ, like each one of us individually here, we are what? Obedient. Notice, obedience of faith, and also because we are called by our God. We are called by our God. And listen, Paul is not speaking here of the general call that is given to us when we first come to Christ. But here Paul the Apostle is responding to that invitation that he's been called by God himself in salvation to take the gospel and to give the gospel to others to experience the same salvation that each one of us individually have experienced. Romans 8.30, Paul says, Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called... Whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. Isn't that cool? 
One day we are going to be glorified. The reminder again, Paul says, the believers are God's saints, God's hagioids, God's separated ones to be set apart for his glory, for his honor. So we are God's holy people who are graciously set apart for himself, not for us. How? Through Christ Jesus. Through Christ Jesus, recipients of God's grace and God's peace. And the reason is because God's new temple and priesthood of God, 1 Corinthians 3.16. Don't you know that you are the temple of God? And that the Spirit of God dwells in you. There is again, dwells in you. If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God, here it is, is holy, which temple you are. I am. Isn't that amazing? The word temple here is an interesting word. Because, remember, in the Old Testament, the temple was what? The holiest of holies. Inside there was the holiest of holies. And when we come to Jesus Christ, we not only have become the temple of God, where there's holiness, where God lives, where God dwells in our lives. And how many times we defiled the temple? How many times we defile the temple with all the things of the world that brings grievance to the Holy Spirit of God? Don't you know that you are the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, which you are. And then again, in Peter, but you are the chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. His own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you, check this out, out of darkness into his marvelous light. You're not supposed to go back to darkness. He called you out of darkness to be in the light. We hope today's message has been a motivation for you to stay consistent in your spiritual life allowing the Lord to establish your credibility and work through you to draw others to His salvation. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Today's lesson, Paul's Wisdom and Instruction, is available to you in its complete form for a donation of $5 or more. If you'd like to get a copy for yourself or for someone else, just call us at 800-634-9165. We'd also like to tell you about additional inspiration from Raul's 20-message series titled, Men of the Bible. As you reflect on the spiritual highs and lows of fellow believers who've gone before you in faith, you'll see how humility, boldness, and trust paved the way for people like Moses and Daniel to accomplish great things for God's kingdom. Visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165 to order Rawls' Men of the Bible series. We'll send you this 20-part study on CD for a gift of $26 or $21 for the USB drive. That's 800-634-9165. To order by writing us, our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. And be sure to take advantage of all of our free resources. Download our app for a wealth of digital connections to Scripture. 
You can also download podcasts of all of these programs using iTunes or Spotify. And as you look for ways to point others to Jesus, Rolf's daily devotional emails will help you stay grounded in God's truth. We're grateful for the tax-deductible gifts that enable us to keep sharing God's Word through these programs. Thanks so much for your partnership. Well, next time on Somebody Loves Your Radio, we'll continue this series with a challenge to follow Peter and John in pointing others to Jesus with uncompromising boldness, no matter what opposition we might face. Now, with the closing comment, here's Roll. And then Paul concludes with his beautiful benediction, grace to you. Peace from God, our Father, Lord Jesus Christ. So the real peace comes only as a result of real grace in my life. Why didn't he put peace first? Because there will be no peace unless there's grace. You've got to take care of the issue of sin first before you can have the peace of God. And there are so many people that have no peace with God. Grace is what we receive. Peace is what we experience. As a result of the activity, God on behalf, that he comes into our life and begins not only to cleanse us and wash us, but to call each one of us individually. Let me give you in conclusion this. As we see this introduction, I wrote it down. Paul presents his apostolic credentials and goals. He's the apostle appointed to take the gospel to the Gentile people so that they come to faith. And begin to live like Christians to the glory of God. Our passion should be what? Parallel. Our passion should be parallel. We need to have our passion towards Him. I am falling in love with you. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.